1: John Farrell has made it clear we're stopped saying Happy New Year's. What day did we cut that off? January 5th. And today is January 9th, I believe. And what we know for certain is Ian Bremmer and all of Eurasia Group have to rewrite their top risks for 2024 on January uh, 9th. That's how fast things are happening. He is here today with the top risks. What a grim set of risks in an election year How uncertain is it to get to March? to get to, say, the middle of May.
2: Well, first of all, Happy New Year, Tom, and to all of you here at Bloomberg <laughs> Surveillance. So nice to join you uh, as we kick off 2024 on January 9th. Uh, no, I, I don't think we have to rewrite uh, these these risks, uh, but I think we have to recognize uh, just how incapable we, the United States, and our, our present set of global leaders are in trying to contain uh, the geopolitical risks and conflicts that we face today. You just saw we, the, the entry we had blink. Uh, standing there in the Middle East uh, saying they need to understand. We we need them to understand. The Houthis need to understand. They need to stop this. He could have easily said the Hamas needs to understand they have to let these hostages go. The Israeli war cabinet needs to understand that they can't continue to expand um, the, the fighting in the region. The United States has zero ability um, to actually make those messages land with the actors on the ground right. who are escalating okay. this conflict.
1: Triangulate this right now with Fried Zakaria's essay in Foreign Affairs magazine in his post-American world and the Bremer post-American world. You say the U.S. is battling itself. That sounds a lot like Zakaria 20 years ago. Triangulate right now the lack of confidence you have in our U.S. geopolitical strategy.
2: Uh, it was about 12 years ago when I first came up with this idea of a G-Zero world uh, where the United States was not going to be willing and able to be the global policeman, the architect of global trade, and the promoter of global values, but that no other country or group of countries would be able to step into its place. And that as that geopolitical recession played out, there would be more conflict there would be more vacuums that would be filled by rogue actors who take advantage of the comparative chaos of the lack of leadership. 12 years of that uh, gets you much bigger and unmitigated fighting. Uh, We see that with Russia, Ukraine started in 2014. Nobody really pushed back and now we are here in 2024 and that war is turning trajectory in a way that none of us are comfortable with uh, in the West. You see that in the Middle East uh, and that is set to expand significantly, and we see in the United States itself uh, that we are increasingly a tribal, non-functional democracy in crisis. Uh, Very simple point, when you have the former Secretary of Defense under Trump saying this man is a threat to democracy, he was in charge of American national security under Trump. When you have the person who is running having tried um, to subvert a free and fair transfer of power doing everything in his power to do so in a functional democracy that would be the number one issue of the election nothing else would be close so is it that we're somehow getting our facts wrong or is it that the united states is not a consolidated functional democracy because there 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 ain't no other advanced industrial democracies no one else in the g7 is having the problems in legitimacy of its political institutions that the United States is experiencing in 2024. What do you think it is? What do I think? What do you think it is? Do you think it is a functioning democracy? No, no, I think it's a hybrid system. I think the U.S. democratic institutions have significantly eroded over the course of the past several decades. We have normalized that because all of the things that are unprecedented as they happen. And we we still live here in the United States. We're basically saying, well, okay, I guess that's the way it works now. So impeachment doesn't work and we can impeach someone twice and they can still run again. I guess that's the way it works. You can have ninety one indictments, and I guess that's the way it works. You can post and say things that you never would have heard, but I guess that's the way it works. Now, in, as set against the context of the world's most powerful, very functional economy, and the world's most functional, very powerful global defense capacity, you'd say, well, maybe it's okay that the United States isn't a functional democracy, but it will be different. And so, yeah, I, I think we can't normalize the dysfunction of the US political system, the illegitimacy of its institutions. And and the fact that democracy in 2024 in the United States is in crisis. that That is the reality. And and our allies know that. They're deeply worried about it, all of them around the world. Um, and our adversaries see this as potentially a huge opportunity for themselves. So where do you see us 12 months from now? What do things look like? Well, I, first of all, let's talk about... March, April, May, uh, Tom said you need to completely rewrite this uh, then. Uh, When Trump gets the nomination, which is very, very likely, he will overnight become far more powerful on the U.S. and the global stage. All of the Republicans will be loyal to him in a way that right now they still have hedging capacity Um, and the media that is following and supporting Trump and the ability to raise money to drive that campaign. And that means his policy pronouncements, like there would never be a war against Israel if I was president because I showed the Iranians, I announced that assassination of uh, Qasem Soleimani. Well, that's going to be the policy for Trump and therefore the Republicans. Zelensky, corrupt. I'd end this war in a day. I'd show him what's what. I'm not going to give him billions and billions of dollars on the back of the American taxpayers. That becomes the policy. So the Overton window, right, of what is an acceptable policy frame debate in the United States is going to change very dramatically when Trump becomes the nominee. Again, assuming that, it's not given, but assuming that. Um, And in 12 months' time, uh, the stakes are a lot higher for both leaders than they ever have been before, right? So if, if Trump wins, uh, Biden and many, many people around him believe that they will face legal jeopardy, that, that Trump will politicize the FBI, the DOJ, the IRS and go after them in a McCarthyite well, you know, prioritization of policy where Trump, of course, faces potential prison time. So the stakes are much, much higher than we saw in 2020.
0: Just quickly, Ian, is Biden the antidote to this at a time where were there are real questions around the defense uh, secretary and his his absence, his undisclosed hospitalization, and the sense that President Biden is not very popular and isn't really addressing that?
2: I was a little surprised uh, that we had no idea where the Secretary of Defense was uh, for several days in the middle of a war. That usually happens in China. That doesn't happen in the United States. Yeah, I know. I discussed that with an official yesterday and he kind of had a chuckle over it. It's exactly Uh, what I said yesterday. Is it really? I missed that. Is this the official you talked to yesterday? (laughs) Good man. No, no, this is a Chinese official. But it was pretty funny. We all had a good chuckle over it. It's not not what you want to see. Look, um, I I think that Biden uh, has the intention of being the antidote. He wants to follow rule of law. But I mean, we're in the fourth year of the Biden administration and the country, the reality is the country is more politically divided. Our institutions are weaker today than they were when Biden became president. So he does not have the ability um, to resolve the divisions in the United States. You look at Russia and Ukraine today, and you'd say that Zelensky would like to end the war. But he doesn't have the ability to do that, right? And that, that's the problem. We have these major conflicts geopolitically between Russia, Ukraine, uh, between Israel uh, and Hamas, and between the United States and itself. And in none of these cases is diplomacy an option. And in none of these cases do the principals have the ability and the willingness to stop the fighting. That that's what 2024 is. That that is when I look ahead in 12 months' time. That's sure. where we are. That's what G zero means. Always an interesting read. Thanks for joining us, sir. It's good to catch up. In yeah, prema, we'll if you raise your group, happy TK, the Once biggest
0: risk is the United States
2: itself. Oh you, you won't come back yeah. now. It's that's okay. okay. I will. In February, I'm going to say Happy <laughs> New Year. I'll, I'll make sure you. Next week come in back. Davos, I'll see that's you. Happy yeah. New Year. That's what I'm going to keep doing. I don't think you're with us in Davos. I will. I'll make sure that's not the okay, case. Okay, that's fair enough.